is a Woodside Church podcast. Uh, just if you don't know myself, it's great looking around. I was going to say I can see a few new faces that I don't recognise. Actually, I can see a few new eyes that I don't recognise. Uh, uh, so my name is Martin, married to Dawn, uh, and we have two grown-up daughters. Uh, I hesitated for a minute. I do know what they're called. Esther and Rebecca. Uh, Esther's 30. Is this right? 28. Esther's 30, uh, Becky's 28, they're both married, they're both doing well. One lives in St. Nitz, just down the road, and one lives, uh, Becky lives in, uh, in London, actually, in, in South London, uh, which is an area that's very close to our hearts. Uh, my family all come from South, South London, uh, which means we're all Crystal Palace fans. Uh, you, to be a Tibbet, you have to be a Palace fan. To be a Palace fan, you almost have to be a Tibbet. I mean, it's, it's all interchangeable. Uh, any Manchester United fans here today? Yes. No? Big game this afternoon. <laughs> Palace against Man U. Let's pray, shall we? Let's pray. <laughs> we pray that we don't get marmalised by Man U. Uh, do you know, many years ago, I remember uh, my daughters, our daughters, uh, we, we bought them Palace shirts, and, and as young, you know, they, they would... They would uh, they would tell their friends at school that they supported Crystal Palace, and normally it was, who, who? Uh, and, and they were very quiet. I kept telling them this is good character-building stuff, you know, to follow a team like Crystal Palace at the time were in the lower divisions. We're now in the top division. Who, who, who knows how long for? But one day we took the girls, Dawn and I, with our family to the Palace, to a Palace game in London. And uh, like any club, as you get near the ground, you begin to notice uh, other supporters. And, you know, I know you won't believe this, but actually quite a lot of people go and watch the Crystal Palace on a Saturday. And so there were thousands of people, and they're all wearing their scarves and their, and their shirts. And lo and behold, I didn't realise this, Becky, our youngest, had her Palace shirt underneath her coat. So as we got near the ground, suddenly she zipped down and took off her, her top, and there she was, loud and proud, a Palace fan. I've never been so proud of my daughter. <laughs> Just a little bit about us. Uh, I'm thrilled to be with you today. I just want to first start by saying a, a huge thank you and, and a well done to one and all for how you have all and we have all uh, cared for one another. Uh, it's been incredibly hard, still is really hard, isn't it? Let's be honest. Uh, but, but a remarkable effort. And I know from talking to Tim and Hudson and others that, that, that you guys serve hard and work hard and look out for one another. And I heard just this week people picking up people to help bring them on a Sunday morning and all sorts of things that go on, most of which I don't know about. But thank you so much. I appreciate the effort. But it means that we have really demonstrated what it means to be a family together. And uh, that's replicated on, on the other side, the Putno side. Uh, and so it's, it's thrilling. Great, as I said before, to, to have new folks that have got to know us over this period. We found similar in, in Putno, I think we've got a, a, like a newcomer's lunch next Sunday. I think we've got 20 people coming to that, which is wonderful. So during this chaos, uh, you know, God is on the move and, and people are finding him, getting connected to local churches. And so we're thrilled about that. Now today what I'd like to talk about is really looking ahead, looking ahead to the new year. Uh, something that maybe we would do from time to time, get a little sense of where we're up to and, and what does the, the, uh, the, the future hold in, in some extent. So we'd like to look at sort of a look in the head 
type morning. I also want to share some news with you. So we would often have a family meeting where we'd, we'd meet sort of midweek and we'd do share some of that news in that context. We thought it'd be great to do that on a Sunday morning. It's hard for everyone to make a, an evening meeting. In fact, this time last year we did it over Zoom. Uh, we had a family meeting, share some, some news. So but this, this is a preach, but actually some news that we want to share within the midst of that as we sort of look ahead to what we feel God is leading us in as we look to 2022. Do you feel like oh, you've lost the whole year? Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Okay, so I'd love to ask to read from 2 Timothy. At this moment, normally we would have the words on the screen. I'd love you to grab your Bibles or grab your smartphone and uh, turn or click to 2, Th- 2 Timothy 2. Chapter 2, easy to remember this, is 2, 2, 2, 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 to 2. I'd love to just look at these verses. Before we read them, just it's helpful to know that Paul, the writer of these verses, is in prison. He's at the end of his life. Later on in, these, uh, in this letter, Paul talks very honestly to Timothy, who he's writing to, saying that my life has been poured out and I'm nearing the end of my days, or words to that effect. He talks about, I've run the race. I'm looking forward to the crown, the reward. So this is a really poignant letter where we're we're dipping our toes into a moment of real personal address from Paul to Timothy, who is like a son to him, and we'll come to that a little bit. But Paul is in prison, he's in the, oh, the worst place he could ever be. And so it's really interesting what he says to Timothy throughout this letter. It's almost like his final words. What, what, I, what message do I want to get over to Timothy? Because this is probably going to be the last moment I'm going to have to do this. And so the whole letter is, is amazing. But this, this, this place, and 2 Timothy 2, verse 1 and 2, is really very enlightening. I'd love to use that as we look at some things, as we look at what it means to look ahead. Uh, It's like Paul is thinking, I'm looking ahead for you, Timothy. I'm thinking of what I want to impart in you, Timothy, uh, as you look to what comes next. And this is what he writes in the beginning of chapter 2. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Paul begins with family language. You, my son. You, my son. We are we're a family together, aren't we? The, 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 the Bible is a, is a story of a family family. Abraham and Sarah, God blessed them and said, fill the earth, multiply, and in that story I will raise up a family. And this family language continues. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. See, although I've called this morning looking ahead, Before we get to a place of looking ahead, Paul says to us, and says to Timothy also, look to Jesus. 
before we get to a place of thinking, well, I wonder what the future might hold for us. And, and Paul is beginning to talk, he's going to talk about multiplication, he's talking about uh, multiplication of disciples, of leaders, there's a whole load of things to come. But the first thing he says is this, he says, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. About six or seven weeks ago, uh, I shared this with Tim a couple of weeks ago, uh, I, hit, I hit a bit of a, bit of a brick wall, if I'm honest, over this whole two, it's almost two years, isn't it? I, I felt as low as I felt through the whole, the whole episode. And uh, I chatted to Dawn and said, Dawn, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really, really down. I, it's not, I don't normally get down. I'm a fairly optimistic, even when things are going, going bad, I always, you know, I always, the, heart, the glass is always half full. Uh, even when I talk with Tim in our meetings, I sometimes caveat what I'm going to say is, look, I know I'm an optimist, but da 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 da. And so it, it, my natural disposition is to be quite upbeat, but I felt really low. And I chatted to Dawn. We were due at a week's break, which really helped. Uh, but it was like the relentlessness of what we're all experiencing just caught up with me. Uh, now I know from some of your stories that what you've, you're facing and have faced is by far uh, harder than what I've had to endure. But I wanted to be honest with you. And as I was reading these words, thinking about what's ahead, I was so grateful when I read these words from Paul that said, don't, he didn't say, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. He said, no, 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 look to Jesus. In fact, I, I chatted to Tim and, and one of the other elders, uh, Richard Clements, and, and just got some counsel from them. And they were tremendously supportive and very practical and just, just encouraged me to, to draw from God. I mean, I'm th- I was thinking, can you not say anything better than that? You know? But it was, no, it, was, it was like, this is what you need. And I was, I was inspired to begin to read uh, from a daily Bible reading uh, that uh, Dawn uses by a guy called... Um, Glenn Shrivener, if you've heard of Glenn Shrivener, he's done this amazing uh, Bible reading daily thing called Reading Between the Lines. And I don't tend to use those things, but I've, but I've started reading his. And it began with this, which really uh, caught my attention. He said right at the beginning, he said this, we are desperately needy. I thought that's not a very encouraging start, is it? We are desperately needy. If we are deprived of air, food, or water, we are soon compost. We constantly need life to come to us from the outside. This is true physically, and it's also true spiritually. Every day we need the living bread, Jesus. And every day the Spirit offers him in the word. I found that so helpful. I, it was often when I think of that daily reading of God's word or, or daily praying, uh, I, I often see that as, as spiritual disciplines. Are you familiar with that phrase? But this was, this is, that almost feels like I'm telling myself this is something I should do. They're my spiritual disciplines. But what Glenn Shrivener was reminding me, and I'd like to remind all of us, these are things that we need to do. We're needy. We need, we need uh, physical food and physical nourishment. We need air to breathe, but we also need spiritual food, 
We are designed to have a need for God in our life daily, every aspect of our lives. So when Paul writes these words to Timothy, he says, You, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'm sure, like me, you've had moments this past year, two years, when you've thought, my goodness, this is tough. And it still is tough. And we don't know what the future holds, and we're praying that God is going to bring a solution amongst all that we're hearing. But what God's word says says to us is, be strong in Jesus. Look up before you look ahead. Amen? Encourage us to do that. Be honest with how you're feeling, even today. But know that in God, he has all that we need for our lives. So first, Paul says, look up. Look up to Jesus. And then he goes really interestingly into, into, in verse 2, he says this, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be able to be qualified to teach others. This is an amazing moment of multiplication in the life of Timothy, sorry, in the life of Paul, to Timothy, to others who can teach others. Uh, but actually, I, often when I used to read these verses, I used to see the, them as just a, uh, almost like a multiplication of four. There's Paul, Timothy, another leader, and another leader. But actually, this is far more exponentially multiplied. You're familiar with the R number. Yes, we've all become experts on viruses now and how they spread, right? But when the R number is one, we know that something spreads one to one. I'm looking at some very qualified medical people here. Is this right? Is this what I'm doing right? But actually what Paul describes here is exponential. He's talking about uh, Paul equipping Timothy, Timothy training maybe five other people, and those five training another five other people. Quite quickly, it comes to to a, a, a multiplication of leaders. And this is something that we've been really conscious of as a team, that we need to be looking to expand and develop and release people that we feel God is calling into leadership, into pastoral ministry. And so part of what I wanted to share today is how we're looking to, if you like, unpack what Paul says here, but look at how we are looking ahead in all that God is leading us in. And so I'd like to mention a few people that we want to release, give greater responsibility for in different areas of the church. And the first one I'd like to talk about, and I had an amazing photograph to show you of this person and this person's family, and that is Hudson Ebenezer, this man here. You nearly got a clap, actually, I think. If you don't know, Hudson is joining the Woodside staff team in January, next month. Hudson, it's exciting. Hudson popped in this week and Tim and I chatted to him and you still want to do it, right? Yeah, fantastic. He's going to be joining the staff team. He's going to become uh, increasingly the pastor on the Great Denham site. So there's going to be a bit of an overlap with with working with, with Tim, but we are looking fairly quickly in 
as we go through the, through the year, that Hudson will become the pastor here. Uh, Hudson's also already an elder, part of the eldership team, uh, and so works alongside Tim and Ensign and, and others. Uh, but we're really excited about all that God is doing in Hudson's life. And uh, I know from talking to numbers of you that it's been a thrill to see God's grace on him. And so, my friend, we're really looking forward to that. I also want to make mention to a video, actually, which she doesn't know I'm going to say. Uh, and just to recognise and honour God's grace on you video. Uh, and things that you've initiated, the 24-hour prayer chain, and other ways that I know you work incredibly hard to love and care for the church family. So you are a, a wonderful family. And Elisha and Jessica, get the names right? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be my test today is where I get all the kids' names right. Uh, we're just, you're such a blessing to us. Uh, and so Hudson's going to be based on the staff team. Uh, uh, serving and becoming, growing to become the pastor of this um, uh, site here. Also, he's got, he's got a role uh, broader with the wider Woodside family, but we're really excited about that. Amen? It's great, isn't it? Praise God. The next person I want to share about, which you won't know about, uh, is the, a guy called Luke Clements. Now, some of you will know Luke Clements. Luke used to be the, the, the youth leader for a number of years at Woodside. He then led something and uh, actually pioneered something called Project 41. So Luke started Project 41. Project 41 is the umbrella term we use for lots of community uh, activities that work uh, in, in Bedford. So things like uh, connections that Stuart and Carol lead phenomenally. Uh, Vicky Bentley leads play people uh, and other things as well. So, so actually, the, the idea of Project 41 was something that Luke Pioneered. Well, Luke has been off the staff team. He's been doing other things for a number of years. I'm thrilled to announce that Luke's going to be joining our staff team as well in January. Uh, like Hudson, joining part-time. Uh, he's going to be coming, uh, Luke's going to be coming on as a trainee pastor working alongside myself, uh, particularly based on the Putno side of the family. So you won't see Luke so much as Hudson, although there will be times when Luke comes and preaches here and connects with the wider family. Uh, and we also want to release him really to serve uh, those in their sort of 30s and f- young families, if you like. So we're thrilled that not only do we have Hudson joining the team, we also have Luke Clements joining the team too. I say young men, yeah? I mean, everyone's young compared to me these days. But two young men coming onto the team, uh, adding to, to many others that have been, uh, been uh, on and are on the staff team already. So, that, so that's, that's one thing, I, or two things I wanted to mention. Just as an aside, having these gifts join us means that we can change the way we serve you on Sunday mornings, which I think more effectively, those of you who've been with us for a while, you'll be aware that we, we used to do a, a sort of travelling preacher thing occasionally on a Sunday morning when someone would preach at the nine o'clock uh, in Putno and, and then dash and do the ten o'clock and then leave very promptly and just do the 11 o'clock meeting as well. Uh, no one really enjoyed it. Uh, it, was really, it, was, it was a long morning, I can assure you. Um, but it really it meant we couldn't connect with people in the way we wanted to do. Uh, so we're, we're, uh, we, may, we may have to do that on occasions, but we're, we're not planning to do that. We're planning to have times when I will come over and spend the morning with you and Tim in, in Putno and Hudson likewise and Luke and David Devonish. But we'll stay for the whole morning, which we're really pleased that we can do. And that's because we're able to release these new leaders. So that's a bit of an aside of how that helps us to serve you. 
In addition, just to mention that uh, something that I guess you know, but Tim Green, uh, who's an amazing friend, amazing pastor, uh, he is retiring next year. Is that right, Tim? Uh, next July. Uh, and so Tim with Catherine have uh, led this phenomenally uh, from its beginning. I understand the first meeting was in 2018. I was reminded by Ollie. Uh, it, it's right, isn't it, if you were here a, a week ago or so. Uh, so the first meeting was 2018, uh, but really for the last two, three years, uh, uh, Tim has been leading with others, with a team. We always work in team. But actually, Tim is, is stepping down, retiring. Uh, he's going to stay as an elder, so he's still one of the fathers. And we're thrilled about that. But actually, his role on the staff is going is, is to come to an end. And then we're going to create a six-month break, really, where Tim and Catherine can just reflect on what they want to connect with as part of how they uh, serve in the wider family. Uh, they're a phenomenal couple, aren't they? Yeah? I just want to honour you guys. Tim will know he's my go-to person whenever I've got any questions or any problems or stresses. Tim, what do you think of this? So, dear friend and, and a wonderful pastor. So, thanks to, to them. Uh, also, alongside that, on the other side, in Putno, Ruth Matthews is also retiring next year, if you know Ruth. So, early on in the year, I think in March, so Ruth will be retiring as well. Uh, and uh, we'll have opportunity to really celebrate these guys in the new year. But we wanted to know what was happening, some things next year. Also, a little different, but just maybe if I can mention at this point, that the, uh, the uh, leadership team and the trustees and other settings really have encouraged me to plan for a sabbatical next year. And so that's what I'm in the process of doing. Uh, something that we talked about as a team some probably three years ago, and timing wasn't right, and then COVID happened, and so it kept being put back. Well, the team encouraged me that next year would be a good time to do that, partly because Tim will still be in on the staff. We'll have Hudson and Luke, and also David Devonish is is available and so uh, we are uh, we're going to utilize that moment so a little bit of a detail I realize but wanted to mention that to you all a few other things about teams that I wanted to take an opportunity to mention uh, we have three senior teams if you like on the way that we that we serve the whole family we have the trustees we have the elders and we have a team called the Senior Management Team. And those teams all work together. The trustees and the elders are very much involved in big picture. Uh, elders is more about spiritual leadership, and trustees is more about legal matters, safeguarding, and you know, making sure that the charity serves its purpose. And all those teams work very close together. And uh, I'm thrilled that we're going to be having a new trustee and she's in this room. And that lady is Joyce Apong, has just become a trustee. Is that right? Again, I was going to have beautiful photographs of everyone, but uh, alongside Kevin Smith, Vicky Klamuku, Haston Massey. Is Haston here? I think I saw it. There he is. Haston's a trustee. 
Tim Green and myself and a man called Dave Hunt who's based on the other site. So we have a, such maturity and wisdom in that team. Uh, they are a, a team of uh, uh, bring real wise counsel, but they're also uh, men and women of faith. And uh, you need both that and a trustee team, don't you? And uh, Joyce was asking me good questions at the last meeting, not letting me get away with anything, Joyce, were you? Uh, and so uh, it's great to have those different gifts shaping us. Uh, we also, uh, our elders team, I wanted to mention that we've, uh, that Felix actually has been joining our team meetings over recent months. And uh, we're not making any grand announcements at the moment, but I just wanted the family to know that we are really seeing real wisdom and insight and real grace on this man. And one of you know that we're valuing and appreciating his input into that setting. And so Felix has been uh, meeting with us uh, for quite some while now. And uh, we're a family, right? So we want to share with the family. Uh, uh, we, we, in, my, in my family with our girls, we, we occasionally have family meetings when we all share about what's going on. And, and so we thought it would be a good time just to share about that. The third team, which uh, we're, we're, we will be adding to, because obviously Luke and Hudson will be joining, but we have this senior management team, which is, has delegated authority from the trustees and the elders to make a number of things happen. And that's uh, hosted or, or chaired uh, by a lady called Debbie Tooth, who you would have seen on a number of videos over the past year or two. It also has Richard Clements, Tim, myself, uh, Ruth Matthews currently, uh, but as I say, Luke and Hudson will be joining that. Now, that part would have been so much more interesting if I'd had faces and photographs, so I apologise for that practical thing, but it's important that you understand that we have these different teams, these different leaders that are serving us, and we're really, really blessed about what God is doing amongst us. One more, th- well, one more thing on this section, and there's one more last thing. So this is finally, and then we've got finally, finally, okay? So this is finally, finally on this section, and then we'll go back to the verse we've just been reading. I just want to mention about our finances. Uh, I really want to give opportunity just to share, tell you where we're up to. Uh, all of what we do is, is supported by us together. We don't have a uh, we're part of the Catalyst New Frontiers family, but it's, it, there isn't a central pot, so all of it is, is what we do together. Uh, wanted just to share a few things. It's really good news, actually, uh, just to, just to uh, uh, update you. So in, first and foremost, in 2020, in fact, uh, our giving dropped about 10%, uh, so it was around £30,000. Uh, that was when we hit the first lockdown year, if you like. Uh, and that obviously had a real impact. Of course, our activities reduced massively as well, which helped us uh, manage that. But 2020, uh, uh, we we had a drop, and we were budgeting that this year, 2021, we would have a not too dissimilar drop as well, around 20, between 20 and 25,000 we were budgeting for, but that's not what's happened at all. In fact, what I wanted to share and give chance to say thank you for all those that contribute is, in fact, our giving has recovered to the 29 uh, place. And so we are going to finish this year uh, breaking even, uh, and we're absolutely thrilled. Uh, and I just want to say a huge thank you 
uh, people contribute in different ways, so the, the balance is different, the standing orders have stayed strong, the giving on a Sunday through the, through the box has dropped, but there's been a number of strong one-off gifts this year which have really helped us do that. So it, it is a, it, uh, when I got the latest figures this week, I was blown away. I was not anticipating so Maybe it's my lack of faith, but thank you so much for how people are, are supporting us. It's not the common story I'm hearing when I talk to other pastors. So, so people are really giving over and above. So we are so grateful for that. What it does enable us to do is do what we're looking to do with Hudson and Luke and others. It puts us in a strong place where we can push ahead to next year. Next year is a bit of a hump year for us because we've got some people, numbers of people on staff and some soon to be retiring. And so we're probably going to use our reserves over next year. So it's going to be like a £30,000 deficit next year. But we have strong reserves to do that. And then the following year, things level out to more of a break-even. Uh, but we're looking to, to continue to release Hudson and others on more days a week and those things. And so we're, we're trusting God in that. But the picture is very encouraging. So thank you so much. If you want more details on that, we, we, we will be producing a booklet in the, in the new year, in the first quarter, which will have far more details about how all the resources are used in many different ways. But we wanted to give you just some headline figures. Okay? Great. Let's get back to the Bible, shall we? Just want to mention, just as I close, something that really has gripped me over these last two years and interestingly it comes out in these verses particularly in verse two when Paul talked about this multiplication of leadership actually what he's talking about is a multiplication of disciple making he's talking about Timothy multiplying leaders then each of those leaders multiplying other leaders and other believers And just as a part of this picture of looking ahead, we feel that we want to move to a place where we are all being equipped to be disciple makers, rather than just some of us being equipped to be disciple makers. In the past, we've tended to have like alpha teams that would be like the specialists, that if you had a friend that was inquiring about the gospel, you might be encouraged to to invite them to the alpha group or the, the, the central alpha that the alpha team would lead. And that, serves, yeah, that served us very well. But actually, what we feel encouraged to do in the way that these verses describe, and obviously when Jesus talked about the Great Commission, he talks about go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey. It was a commission to all of us to be involved in going and making disciples. So rather than thinking specialists, we want to focus on all of us being equipped in this way. So what does this look like? Well, we want to unpack it next year, but let me give you a couple of examples that are already happening around us. There's a group that's just started or just about to start connected to the Putno side, which has got three or four believers, but actually there's three or four people who are either not yet believers or they've just become Christians. And they're going to be running an alpha course in that group. And so it's like a community group, like one of our small groups, but actually it's something that is looking to be more missional and looking to have an opportunity to share the good news of Christ with those. So that may be a way that this could happen. There's also a situation where a lady was a, a, a lady who's a friend of someone in the Patno site. Uh, she started sharing her faith. This lady originates from Iran. 
and she came on the, the beginning of the Nehemiah series. In fact, when we talked about um, Persia uh, in the beginning of the Nehemiah story, she's sitting there thinking, I know that's where I'm from. You know, modern-day Iran is actually what was Persia. And so she's thinking, man, this is, this is my context. And she responded, uh, got wonderfully saved. Uh, but the discipleship is happening in, in this smaller context. It's not, well, we now invite you to the Alpha course. Uh, do you understand? There's a shift I think we've got to make in our, in our approach where we're all being released and equipped and encouraged that we can reach our friends, yes. We can work together. But actually, we want to walk with them on that journey. And maybe it's a small group, maybe it's a one-on-one, maybe it's lots of different things. But we really feel convicted over the last year or two that this is a part of what God has for us as we look ahead. I remember when I first shared this idea with Ensign uh, some months ago now, I think Ensign replied something, it's the most exciting thing I've heard for a long time. Rather than thinking there's this specialist team, we're all supposed to be equipped to go and make disciples. And so we're looking forward to looking at what that means as we look ahead together. So there we have it, guys and girls. Uh, First and foremost, we look to Jesus. We look to him. We draw from him. We're still in difficult days. This is still a tough season we're in. And so this isn't a moment when the going gets tough. You don't look within, we look up. And when we do that, we find that he is more than enough for whatever we whatever you are facing. But in that, we've reminding of all that he wants to do in and through us. And we're excited that we, we are going to move into a new season, new leaders coming on board, a new focus from specialists to everyone being involved in some of these things. And we're trusting God will bless all that he's leading us in. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together, shall we, to pray. I really want to pray in light of the first section of what Paul shares when he encourages Timothy to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And as I was sharing, I've had my real moments this just quite recently when I've strong is not what I felt, but I found that strength is available in Christ Jesus. So I want to pray for all of us uh, to find strength in God today. Maybe you, if you know that that has resonated with you, if you know that yes, you're, you're finding it tough today, I encourage you maybe just to lift your hands out to God just as we pray. Uh, I, I'm praying for myself as I pray for you. But I'm encouraged that we are designed to need God. And Jesus said that he's the bread of life. So we can come to him and we can eat from him. That's what, that was the plan. That we weren't to look from ourselves or even from one another. But first and foremost, we would look to him. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you that you declared, I am the bread of life. 
the bread was the imagery you used as, as the means of sustaining humankind. I thank you that you encourage us to feed off you. Lord, we pray that you would, by your spirit, you would nourish us and you would provide all that we need so we could be, like Paul declared, we could be those that are strong in you. We thank you, God, that this is about grace. This is not about works. This is not about what we've achieved. It's about us receiving all that you provide because you are the resurrected Jesus. I thank you too, Lord, that you said if anyone is thirsty, we should come to you and drink. And you were describing there the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, we feed off you and we drink of the Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you would provide all that we need. Even now we say, Holy Spirit, would you come and feed us and nourish us and sustain us and strengthen us in you. Lord, we thank you that you've given us your eternal word. God-inspired word of God. Lord, we pray that we would draw from your truth in these days. That would put everything into perspective for us. That we wouldn't be knocked or tossed from side to side, but we would be steadied in you as we feed on your truth too. Lord God, I thank you that we are not without hope. We, we, we don't have all the answers, but we do have hope. And we thank you that we can trust in you and we can know that in all that has happened and all that will happen, you will be faithful. And we one day will be like Paul saying, I've run the race, I've finished, and now I receive a crown, a reward. And Lord, we, we thank you that even our life on earth is in perspective, is put into perspective when we think of eternity with you. So we thank you, God, that our hope is for today, but it's also for tomorrow. We bless you, God, that you've given us one another, that we are family, that we are brothers and sisters. And like Paul said, Timothy, my son, we have fathers and mothers and sons and daughters. Thank you, God, that that family vein runs through the whole of your story. We thank you for one another. We thank you for how we support one another. Lord, that has been remarkable over these months and years. Lord, bless you for how you have provided one another in this way. God, I pray, would you continue to make us strong in you? And Lord, I do pray for our plans that we have for, 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 for the future, for next year. We pray for Hudson and Vidya. We pray for Luke and Rachel and their families as they step into your purposes in their lives. We are so thrilled that you are blessing us with them. For some of us, we have known them for so many years. And now to see your hand upon them is thrilling. And we know we're going to be blessed through it. We know that, that we receive something through their obedience and we rejoice in that. We pray for Hudson Video particularly and, their, and Jessica and Elisha. God, would you bless them as a family, particularly as they step into these new things. Lord, we thank you for their love for your church and their love of you. Lord, we love them deeply and we pray you bless them, Jesus. Lord, we pray as we go from this place, as we look to Christmas, we pray that uh, you would remind us that God is with us, Emmanuel, and you said you'd never leave us or forsake us. What a promise. We bless you for that. In Jesus' name, in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thanks. You have been
listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.